a hundred bottles coming from the back. Uh, uh, I don't work jobs, bitch. I ain't a job. Hey. You don't like it, take a hike, pay me. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. It's that time of the month. And that time of oh the my, year. Oh, my time of the month. And that time. Well, see, now that's a negative connotation when you say right. time of the month. But the way you said it, I, I was like, time of the month. Like, oh, I'm, okay. I was talking about March. It is. Women's history. Okay. Also, okay. our anniversary. Hello, hello, guys. How you guys doing today? This is Damia. And I'm Erica Mona. And this is Cross Culture. Dami. How you doing today? Right, right. I'm, How you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm feeling good. Wow, today is. I don't know. Today's a big day. Okay. It is a big day. I think, first of all, we're going to let the audio audience know that we have a live audience. We definitely do. So, it's kind of like, so if y'all hear us talking weird, it's because people are watching us today. Yes. So, let's pretty much tell people what's today. Today is our anniversary. Our anniversary. We didn't sing it. Come on. You guys. sing it. Oh, want to sing it? Okay, come on. Cue it in. And do you know what today is? Y'all can sing it. It's our anniversary. A anniversary. Come on. Do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. So what's it? You and me. So we are three years old. We are three. We are toddlers. G. We about to go to kindergarten. <laughs> like, we about to be toddlers. We're three. Like, watch us blossom. I want to talk about how this journey started. Right. Because right. we started in 2019. Period. In the mom, your mama's basement. My mama in the laundry room. Okay, we we been working. Um, we had a little this, setup at that point. Now we have so much stuff. It was just like this little cute, thing, little, yeah, first. interface thing. So basically, the idea came up with you know we listen to podcasts. Right. You know, it's just like you know we should have a podcast. Like you know, and I just kept on talking about it. But I was like, girl, let's just do it. Like why not? Was, I'll give you the credit. Let me give Thank you, you your Thank flowers. You. Oh, oh, it was oh. on you. Oh. I wasn't. I wasn't a heavy podcast person. I was still yeah. in my TV shit. Like. We should have a TV show. We should do this, this, that, and the other. And then Erica's like, well, that takes a lot of people. But since we have Because we did you, try that. We did, you know. We'll put that on the Patreon. Um, <laughs> you, know, when we, you know, when we did that, it wasn't the most successful. Yeah, yeah. So then we decided, we got you, we got me. Why not? Why not? We have a voice. We're intelligent women. We're yeah, good looking women. We, we have a, a little bit of change. We yeah. said, let's just buy <laughs> a shit. little bit of change. Yeah. Buy the microphones and shit and keep it moving. And, and then, then we've been doing it ever since. Every week. I mean, we've had little breaks, but literally yeah, we have week. been consistent. Oof. You know, the pandemic happened. We still recorded during the pandemic. You know, we had a time where we're going live on Instagram. We thought we was those podcasters. I mean, hey, we had to do we, something. Like, we was going live like Joe Budden and them. We was like, oh, we real podcasters. But that shows like our passion. You know what I mean? Like we we're passionate to like entertain you guys, to give you guys the tea. You know what I mean? Yeah. To do research on topics. Like, right. it's not easy. It's, it's work. You know? Like, it is work. It's, it's not, not other jobs. It's not just, it's yeah. not like we're just like, oh, this talking about this and then we're gonna say something like you have exactly. to do research you know the setup the equipment money everything hiring people like come on like you it's know definitely way more investment than i thought it was gonna be yeah. i think when we first started it was like let's just do it you know we talk all the time Why that, that was just the attitude like we talk all the time you know i should be popping when we be with friends people be like true so we just thought <laughs> we'd be on the podcast and people be like true right right but it's a lot it's a lot more work and dedication than i did you think envisioned. that would be here um yes and no because mm-hmm. like i feel like we told ourselves like no matter what we would get to year three yeah yeah um right this is supposed to be like our let's see what's going is it, on is it a waste is it of worth time it? 
a year. Um, yeah. So we did know we would do that, but then the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came, I went back to school. Yeah. You had a baby. I it had just, a baby. And, everything was happening. So it was like, damn. For a minute, it was like, yeah. is we still going to be here? Like, yeah, yeah. Are we just going to let this go? But alas. We're here. And we thank God. We give God, God the glory. We thank we give Shout God the glory. Hey. And we thank y'all, our listeners, our avid listeners from day one. Yeah. And we do have like global listeners, G. Like we literally have listeners like in Asia, in Africa, in Europe. And it's like when we look at like our SoundCloud, we're like, oh wait, my first listeners over there. Exactly. Like, oh, oh, like okay. Vicky Minaj said we have to turn down shows out in Dublin now. Look here, we did turn down a show. I ain't even gonna lie. It's in Dublin. We did. It's in we Dublin. Did. They didn't know. It was in Ireland. So but yeah, yeah, we're here and we're having a live, our very first live podcast show. Yes. So you guys will hear some familiar voices okay. as well as some new voices. But just know you're not crazy. There are more voices on we the podcast. We have audience. And I want to tell your audience, please, y'all being here, it means you guys are special. Yeah. Okay? Because we, we handpicked y'all. Like, you know, let's pick him. Let's pick her. Let's pick him. Because, Selective. you know, we see y'all. We appreciate y'all. But we definitely picked y'all. Okay? It definitely. I said, who <laughs> makes the cut? Okay. <laughs> I'm just playing. If you didn't get invited, sorry. No hard feelings. You know, no hard feelings. Still listen, though. Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, let's get into it. So, Dami, since we're starting a little bit different, we're not starting with the hot topics, but how are we no. starting? Today, we like to start with the cross-conversation. <laughs> Damn, it didn't happen. Cross-conversation. Topics. Topics. All right. All right. So, we have, um, instead of the hot topics, we just came up with a list of great conversation starters. Um, so, this one is kind of a hot topic because it was semi-recent. Joe Budden and Nicki Minaj, two of my faves, got together. Um, and Nikki actually did the interview on Joe Budden's podcast. Okay. So this is um, Nikki kind of rolling out like we've been talking about since she had the baby and everything. She's been coming back in the open. And this was a more candid interview than the first one she did with Joe. Uh-huh. Um, I think that one was more combative. But this one, she talked a lot about who she is and, you know, her legacy thus far mm-hmm. and everything. And in that conversation, I think this was the first time as a Nikki fan I've ever heard her openly admit to getting her body done. Um, and she talked about getting ass shots. And what she said was... Then she got the ass shots. You know, she kept you know she kept her dignity about well, that Well, she's one. had it for a while, so I guess they didn't have, like, the BBL back then, right? She said, you know, at the time, it just... I think it was kind of like ass shots in the basement. That That's, was the, yeah. That was definitely, So like, she went the to the way. basement. She definitely was, you know, in the Damn. basement in the Bronx. She did it. It look, it look, it looks like it, though. I think she got a revamp. Is I know that that's your girl. Slander? No, but we all know how booty looks at shot ish. Like, you know what I, I mean? W- I would say at but that she got time, revamped. in 2010, 2011, when she was coming on the scene of ass shots, it definitely was like, hmm, what is that? <laughs> it was like, I've never like, seen what is that? <laughs> like that proportion before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's definitely got it touched up. It's not the same ass. But what she did mention on there okay. is that her motivation for getting those ass shots was from Wheezy and Lil Wayne and who else? Gotta gut all the boys from Young Money and they would be in the studio and they would have all these girls. And she said just kind of like inadvertently them talking about big booty girls and mm-hmm. all of that and she said they would tease her mm-hmm. and even though to them they were joking like ah nikki a little flat booty ass mm-hmm. <laughs> she took it personally of course and she felt like at the time that's what she needed to succeed as right. a female rapper um which leads us to today you know one of our top episodes is female rappers and we yeah. talk about in this day and age is that the female rapper starter pack like do we think that for female rappers or even women in music honestly yeah. to be successful 
do they have to get some sort of augmentation to their body? Does their body have to be a particular way to find success in the music industry? I think to an extent, maybe. And um, because even when you look at other female rappers that do not have plastic surgery or do not have that super um, sex appeal. They're not as popping. You yeah. know, they don't get enough camera time or the shade room time or Instagram time compared to those. Like the Dream Doll. I feel like the Dream Doll, she stay going in and out of the factory consistently to get something <laughs> done. No, literally, because one day it's the lip, then it's the boob, it's the ass. Like, right. they, they get their boobs done three, four Kate times. Kate Michelle. I don't even know who. Oh, my who God. Who is that girl? Yeah. So I, Sam I, I do think so. Because is. not even just with rappers. I think even just with women. Gee, I didn't know I did not have a big butt. Till I came to America, G. No facts. Let's I'm talk sorry. about it. I'm sorry. I was in high school and somebody just shouted at the back, catch your flat ass. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I thought I had a decent, like, I was like 13. I wasn't what? like, I, I didn't imagine. think my butt was not big. Because you definitely went to Harlan on the South Side. I did so went I can, to Harlan. So, I you know. hear that in the heart, just resounding, like, yo, flat booty ass. And I'm just like, I, I really did not know. You that's know, so I can imagine being in that industry, right? right. The pressure of that's all you hear. Like, okay, will men respect me? Will they see me? Will they, will they right. listen to me more? You know? Right. Um, I'd like for us to open the floor to you guys. What do you guys think? You guys that listen to music, the media, do you think that... Um, is it the men that actually pressure the women to get it? Mm. Especially the female rappers. Right. Is it on the men? Y'all feel free to pick a mic. Don't be scared. Not the audio shy. Come on, guys. Come on, Baka. What you guys say? Okay. So I don't necessarily know if it's the man that's pressuring the women to do these things to themselves. But I definitely have noticed that women with, you know, these enhancements yeah. mm-hmm. get a lot more <laughs> camera time. Yeah. There's a lot more attention. And it's funny that this is the topic because I was just having this conversation maybe like two days ago about Tink. Mm-hmm. I personally think she's amazing. She's an amazing lyricist. She's an amazing artist. But she's, I think she's natural. I don't know if she's yeah. anything though, but she looks pretty natural to me. I think she should be, you know, a little bit more further ahead in her career or Absolutely. just, you know, a little bit more known at this point in her career. But I don't think she is. And it's possibly because she is natural. natural. She hasn't, you know, gotten yeah. the enhancements that all these other young ladies have decided to go get. So so basically the body comes before the talent. You think it's because she's dark? Oh, I no, I mean, I don't think it's because she's dark skin. Is that an opinion? Like, do you have something to say? You, you yeah, could get the mic. No, I just added, but I also think being dark skinned, we also know that that also adds to it's it's harder. It's harder to right. be seen. It's harder to, I mean, you 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 don't get as much screen time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you think that's probably why Summer Walker got the enhancements? Of course, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Is it was it the complexion along with the not having the? It could be a little bit of both. I definitely think because I'll say to add to the complexion part, I do think that if you're slimmer and and lighter you can almost get away with that because then you see that in like a bia you know what i mean like but bia got a fat ass though she got a she, a, she, she, she got no, like a you slim. thinking of ruby rose is i really that's what you thinking of ruby bia rose. don't have a booty no it's kind of flat body oh uh, okay you no right, shame okay. no shame but she a little flat but you know what i'm saying she a little flat body you know now ruby rose, rose she got that but Bia, she look flat bodied. Okay. And, and but she she's able to, you know, like rock that coil array. They're able to kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm thin, this is that and the other. But I think maybe um an artist like uh Flo Millie, 
Mm-hmm. It's harder for her. And everybody knows Flo Millie's super talented. Absolutely. But it's like, it's harder for her. We saw, one it last summer, young baby Tate was getting dragged by um, one of his ba- little baby, one of his baby mamas yeah. about like, oh, she got the money. She should have just got a little tummy tuck yeah. or something like yeah. that. I think, you know, funny enough, I think that that's the bigger thing. Like, we talk a lot about the booties, but the belly be the one for real. Because I think that as women, we don't, talk enough about how like bulge comes with womanhood <laughs> it really does like it really does like as especially as you grow older you get to a certain age like we can't you can't get all of this without a little bit of this. it's just you like know? it's just it's not gonna happen i think it's understanding that there's a natural shape of a woman's body you know what i'm saying and yeah. it comes to different stages you know whether it's the time of the month you may be right. bloated you know you just ate you had a baby whatever and i think society has lost that um has lost the understanding of and knowing what that looks like. You know, right. like now we don't know what that looks like anymore. What a you know, body looks I, like. immediately we we say, oh, she got her booty done. Immediately, because I even catch myself looking at women like, oh, did she get her booty done? Is that real? You know, even exactly. as a woman. And I feel like also as women, we do put pressure on ourselves. Oh yeah. To like, okay, I need to get this little tuck. You know, I need to whether it's for a guy's attention, whether it's whether it's for other women's attention too. Right. You know, it's not always about the guy. Do you have something yeah. to say? So I, I think. Um, you know, obviously, like, to be a, a female artist, whether it's R&B or rap, at a certain point, you're going to be sexualized, you know, at least if mm. you want your, your your talents to really, like, show. But I think also, like, when we look at the the more popular rappers, I would say maybe, like, after Nicki Minaj, like, it was a strip club culture. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's really why you're seeing so many girls with the ass shots because, mm. you know, they all, strip yeah. club. yeah. Who's gonna get the most dances? Right. Who's gonna make the most money? Right, right. They all trying to check a bag so they can invest in their career. So, a lot of them already had these enhancements before they even start rapping. You know, rapping is just a way to get out that type of situation. So, you know, that's a good point. I ain't think about that. That's definitely a good point. Strip club culture. Before we move on, anybody else? Shout out to Baca and Jeremiah. I'm like, damn, do the listeners even know who's talking? Oh, and Moin saying something. You guys can say who y'all are. Don't be like. Just anonymous on the mic. Okay, let's let's switch it up. Let's get into something a little bit more serious. So y'all know Ukraine and Russia. They're going at it. You know, it's still going on. And um, the issue of immigrants not being allowed to get on the bus or on the train to be able to go to the, you know, border country so mm-hmm. they could get out the country. And immigrants, meaning black people, Africans, a lot of Africans are over there, whether it's for a better life, for school, work. Um, so I saw this clip on the news and they asked the black man if he was willing to fight for the country, right? right. And then this was also on Twitter, too. And he was like, why would I fight for the country? Like, me being a black man, you know, I'll be the first one to die. You know, I even saw another um, another clip where they were like, him being a black man, they probably would give him, like, the weakest of the weapons, you know. <laughs> They'll put him in the first of the line. Like, okay, you be the scapegoat, you know. Right. Um, and even the people, the Russians, you'd be like, all right, let's get, rid of, let's get rid of this motherfuckers first. Right. Now, my question, you know, I almost, also want to think about it from a different point of view. Immigrants, we leave a country for a better life, right? Right. People strive to be an American citizen. Like, it's a battle, G. You know what I'm saying? People do illegal shit to be an American citizen or British citizen, whatever it is. So it's like, once you become a citizen of that country, right? Because you're leaving your country. You're a citizen of America or Russia or Ukraine or whatever. That makes you of that land, right? right. And that means you have the rights of that land. Right, you belong there. So if, the, if America was to go into war as immigrants, can we still be like, oh, I'm African, I can't fight? Like, is that, is, is that fair, you know what I mean? 
Like, just mm. in a general aspect, is that fair? I know we have some people who are, you know, family or immigrants, and we do have people who are African-Americans. And, you know, African-Americans, black people will be like, you're going to have to fight because this is your country, right? right. But Africans, like, are we going to be like, well, I'm going to go back to Nigeria, deuces. I feel like that's always been a conversation. Though. Yeah. Because, um, like, that's why Muhammad Ali got stripped of his titles. Because as a mm. black man, he refused to fight in the Vietnam War because he was like, you know. What do I'm, people do to me? I'm not going to fight for a country that don't fight for mm-hmm. me, basically. And, and so it's in that regard. However, when I went to go swear myself in for my citizenship, they straight tell you, do you relinquish your citizenship of other countries? Like, right. America, you for America. America is your country. They ask you, you're American. That's and it. then, you know, I have to say I do because I wanted my papers. <laughs> we know the real tea. Um, but they make you say I do. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I think it's like, in theory, first of all, I'm never going to be the one to fight. Let's just put that out there. But in theory, I feel like I have to because at the end of the day, this is where I stay. This is where I like live. Like, you get in the benefits of a country. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've I've benefited from a link card. <laughs> not a link I've, card! You know, I've been on unemployment at a point in my life. So, I was like, I guess I owe you one, America. Yeah. It ain't going to be me. But because I'm past the age and I'm a woman, I'm just saying that on Talk record. About you past the age because they were talking about women could be drafted. So I wanted to put on record that I'm past the age of draft. I'm just saying, America. Okay, letting them know. Y'all, let let us know your thoughts. Um, what do you guys think, Taya? What do you think about that? Do you <laughs> think? Um, I do that, that you know, especially as you know, an African. Like, do you think you should fight? Like that African man. Do you think he should fight? I don't think that there was a damn thing wrong with what he said because, one, um, racism, and two, colorism beyond racism exists everywhere. Mm-hmm. It exists around the fucking world, and it's because these niggas who, you know, want to act like they're victims now, being, you know, England, the UK, people who used to be colonizers, they want to play the victim now. It's like, well, well, no. You set up all these systems like, you know, racism, colorism, all this other shit in these countries and whether you pull out of these countries or not the remnants of those systems are still there Mm -hmm. that's why colorism is still a thing here in america that's supposed to be you know land of the free home of the brave whatever all this other propaganda bullshit but you and i we were just talking about how you know darker skinned women have it harder in the industry that's 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 a symptom of that and it's not just i mean we most of these conversations are centered around america but it's not just showing up in america you know it shows up in all these all these other places like that's what that's what the black man was talking about Mm. i don't know whether he was from like ukraine or poland or whichever of the countries but it doesn't really matter where he's from i promise you the treatment will probably be the same regardless yeah he's from ukraine poland russia he's He's from congo but he been in ukraine for nine years Sorry, yeah, he's in in Europe for nine years. I'm saying whether he was working towards being like a citizen of whatever right. country, that they're gonna treat him the same as what we said. Like yeah. he's he said gonna that. be the first one on the front lines, you know, yeah. the weakest weapons, first to get sent out, expected to be the first to die. And if he's not the first to die, they're just gonna keep sending him out until he is. Yeah. And all that shit is a symptom of racism, and you can't really escape it. And that's why I say, you know, do what you gotta do to, you know, make your life a be- make your life better. You know, if you're shooting for citizenship, then do what you gotta do, say what you gotta say. I'm not faulting nobody for saying they're not fighting for someone. Right, right. I'm yeah. not. It's just, it, it is what it is. Because ultimately, your best interests are not their best interests. Absolutely. Their best interests are milking you to yeah. your dead. Yeah. And that's obviously not in yours. So do what you got to do and say what you got to say. But if it comes down to it, like if war is literally on the line, I don't blame nobody for saying they're not fighting because they're not fighting for you. And I'm glad you guys brought up Muhammad Ali because while he also did say that, you know, he's not fighting for a country that's not fighting for him, he also made it a point to say that 
he was against the oppression of the Vietnamese people because the U.S. was going in there being a bully for no yeah. fucking reason. Yeah. And that's a big part of why he decided not to go into the draft. It was also part of the fact that, you know, the U.S. has just generally not been friendly to blacks. Yeah. But it's also because he saw that the same oppression that we're facing as black people is what they're facing in Vietnam. Or mm-hmm. it's like, and it's, it's a continuation. It's like a logical right. extrapolation of that down there. And he was morally opposed to that. And that's why he chose not to. I have a question because I know we talked about this last week on a podcast. You know, the fact that they're denying um, black people from getting on the trains and stuff. Um, and, you know, people are like, it's racism, right? Because they're letting, first they're like, oh, women's and kids first, but then you see they let the white men go. Now, my question is, is it racism or is it just racism? Or is it because that naturally as human beings, we gear towards our people first, right? So is it that if something like this happened amongst black people, you know, maybe it's, I'm trying to think, maybe the South Side from the West Side or Nigerian versus Ghanaians and there's mm. something going on. Like, we, we would naturally be like, Nigerians first, right? Because you're in a country, this is your country, mm. before we say Ghanaians or before we say Senegalese or whatever, yeah. right? So That's is true. it like a, just a natural human nature thing or is it legit racism? Or is it a little bit of both? Mm, that's a, I didn't even think about that. Because, you know, America is one of the only countries that um, concentrates on race more than nationality. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when you bring that up, that's true. Because if I was, let's say it's me and a gang of Nigerians and we, I don't know, in you China. You the gang. Like, <laughs> gang life always. Um, it, it's me and a bunch of Nigerians and we, like, in China or something. And it's like, oh, I got a bus and it's a bunch of Chinese women and children. I'm probably going to seek the black Hey, you in the back. Like, <laughs> right, right, like, you Nigerian. Come like, on. Like, wait, wait, wait. I see my people. Come come closer. But, um, you know, damn, that's hard. It, it might be a little bit of both. Yeah. What do you guys think? Because I think we all, we're so quick to say racism. And not saying that, of course, it's valid. You know, I feel like when it comes to white people and black people, it's, it's safe to immediately assume racism. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is, a, a, this is like a real war that they're about to go through, right. you know? So is it just racism? Hazan, what are your thoughts, please? Oh, he. Oh, Bill, go ahead. Thank you. Jump in here and first I'll say I condemn all this tribal European violence. <laughs> but respectfully, none of that is any of our business. They be trying so hard to get black people out of their country. Now that there's a full blown war, they're like, no, mm-hmm. you got to stay here and help us out. Mm-mm. No, they can keep that. That's I feel my that. Input. Thank you. I like that. That's the radical stance. You better. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else want to say anything? Come on, y'all. Make this lively. Let's make it fun. Y'all, speak your mind. Well, I to me, I think it's, to me it's obviously racism. I don't okay. see it, honestly, as any other way. Um, it was very obvious. This is a life and death situation. And I personally don't think that, you know, while I would notice a fellow Nigerian and, and I would want to make sure that, you know, I did my best to, get mm-hmm. them through i wouldn't be stopping other races yeah. saying like mm. hold on hold on i gotta get my brothers to like that it just doesn't make sense to me it was blatant and back to the subject of would you fight for the country i would i wasn't raised to fight i wasn't raised to be quote unquote that loyal and honestly i really don't think this generation especially what is the latest one gen Gen X, Z, Z, Z. Mm-hmm. Gen Z. I don't think they fine for nobody, and I really just think it's because a part of it is that we're desensitized. Um, we there's definitely a me culture going on, mm-hmm. um, and also it's like truly, truly, truly like I'm not saying America hasn't provided certain things for its citizens. 
However, they really, we, it's, we, we less feel their impact in our day-to-day life enough to for, for a lot of people to feel like, yes, I'm going to lay down my life, especially when some of us feel like we have other options, you know? Thankfully, I have a dual citizenship. Okay. Um, There's no such thing in America. Uh, well, <laughs> I have a red passport. I can go to England. I'm also a Nigerian, so I could fly. But at the same time, and let's not forget, when Trump was doing all his mess, didn't the Canadian... Um, website like crash because so many people were trying to get into canada i feel like it just shows you how quick people are ready to bounce when right things aren't going great and yeah i don't think they should try i don't think i think america would be disappointed if they if they pulled a draft and like we're not gonna be here we're not gonna (laughs) thank you that's so wild i think about that often like draft i'm sitting in my house you just gonna tell me to come fight in a war? I can't imagine how it was at those Jesus. times. Yeah, that's yeah. scary as hell. Me and my man, we in the house. It's like, baby, you got to go to war? He got to go. He like, may not come back, G. To war? He may not oh, come back. That's serious. I don't know what I'll do in that regard. Shit. It's scary. All right. So um, let's talk about something a little bit juicier. Okay. So hometown hero, Lil Dirt. He's a hometown hero. Don't laugh. <laughs> hometown hero, Lil Dirk, and his fiance, um, India. They they had the social medias up in arms for a couple of things, right? Um, but one of the things was India came out and she was like, she feels like it's very weird. It's giving weird vibes. If you have, um, if you have your friend's significant other and your close friends. And that's close friends on Instagram. On Instagram, right? So you all know there's like a little function on Instagram. For those that don't know that you have your stories for the public and then you have your intimate stories, your close friends. Mm -hmm. So she said there's something very suspect about having your friends, significant other, and your close friends. I I mean, I think it depends on the relationship. You know, like if it's that I'm friends with both couples. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I've known them. I knew them both around the same time. We have a friend relationship. And it depends on what I'm posting to the close friends, too. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you're the top, you posting, you bouncing your ass, and you doing some risque things, then, yeah, you shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, why would you? Don't put my man in that situation. <laughs> like, no, he doesn't need to see that. Right. But, I, I, I mean, I don't see a big deal. It just depends. Like, I wouldn't. It, it depends. It depends. Like, it really depends. I mean, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to think about it. Like, is it necessary? No. What are you trying to insinuate? Like, for real, it's kind of like, you know, the secure side of me is like, oh, I don't care. Yeah, whatever. But we being factual, actual. It's like, are you trying to say y'all close to? Like, what are you saying? Like, what if they are close to? What if they are close friends? You can be close friends if y'all were friends before we were, before we was. Okay. But even so, I feel like at this age, everybody knows boundaries and relationships. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, let's all stop playing games about security and insecurity. It's like, what? For what reason am I putting your man and my close friends? What do we? What is, what's so? What's so intimate that he got to see it too? Damn. You could tell him in pillow talk if it's that deep. Like, why does he need to see what I'm? Posting? So does that mean? People on close friends, people only post like sexual stuff, risque things, things that other people should not see. What if I'm talking about a situation, my date? I could just be like, oh, yeah, I went on this date, da 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 da. And you know, close friends, you say that, you expect your close friends to say something. Uh I don't want your input. Why is your man commenting on my dating life? Like, for me, for me, boundaries now. For me, I post my baby and my close friends. And that's typically all I post on my close friends. Baby or. It's basically baby. You know what I'm saying? So I have a friend, and you know, I I know the girlfriend, and I, I know the guy. Because it's my baby. Yes, to the baby. So I'm going to put you in my close friends. But again, that's how I'm like, it depends on what one is posting. I don't really post 
personal or risque stuff like that on social media. So for me, it's not a big deal. But I want to see my baby because I don't post on regular social media. So, hey, me and the close friends because you're close mm-hmm. enough to see my baby. That's me. Okay. Ladies, what are your thoughts? Is that is that something where it's like boundaries? No, don't put my man, my boo, or, you know, please pass the mic around to the ladies. Um, I'm thinking about it now. I feel like it does depend on what the relationship is like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, t- I think the relationship to the female partner is important, too. Like, right. if it's your sister's husband or something like that, and they've been together for years, half your life right. or some shit, like, okay, he probably gonna be in the close friends. Like, right. like he family. family stuff, XYZ, like, you posting your baby, like, he would be involved in that. Or if, like, your best friend for a long time, like, you know, certain situations. Or, like y'all said, if they were, like, if y'all all a friend group and then they started dating, it's like, Why not? Yeah. that friendship is still there. Right. So then you had him in there, too. So I think it really just do depend on what the relationship like. But if it's like you only know him from the three times we went to brunch, like, no. You don't need to have him. <laughs> You're doing too much. I agree with that. Because I think the thing is about maintaining boundaries between your your boyfriend and your friend, mm-hmm. right? Like, because I think as ladies, the real question is like, how close do you want your man to be with your friend? How close do you want me to be with your partner? You're different, you know what no, I'm saying? No, but like, let me, no, 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 because my idea is different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... It's obviously, we have different point of views regarding like certain things in relationships and boundaries okay. and stuff. So it's like, let me know so I don't overstep because I don't want you coming at me like, girl, this is my man. So like, well, how close would you want me to be with your you're partner? You're slightly different because we're like sisters. Like we grew up together. Okay. So it'd be like, for me, it'd be like, my man need to get in on the program. Like, okay. You got to enter but what the is family. my okay? But, answers, but what's my role to that? I mean, that? I feel like can he be my close friends? Yeah, y'all could be friends. Y'all can he be, be my close friends? Y'all, y'all should be like brother. Can he and be in my close friends? Yes, yeah, since you posting babies and shit, now if you post the other stuff, Erica, we gonna have to talk. <laughs> if you was trying okay. to get your OnlyFans off and you was using my man as a sample, <laughs> girl, boy, then we would have to talk. <laughs> but since you know it's just a baby, I mean, sure, let him see the baby. Okay, so besides close friends, what's the boundary? Can I hug him like, hey, you know yeah. what I mean? Can I? I think I think for me and you, I trust you enough for to be like, okay. you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't ever think that anything you do is like. It's going to be extra. Damn, you know my man. But, you know, I think, like, in my general friendships. It's or, like, like, associates. Yeah, maybe a show, associates. It's kind of like, you know, I, this, I ain't sounding insecure on the podcast, but whatever. It's going to be like, for the most part, what business do you have to have with my man that can't be done through me? You okay. know what I mean? Like, for the most part. Like, unless it's something, like, super, like, when Issa and Molly was fighting about uh, Andrew connecting her with the business, that's different because that's business. But it's mm-hmm. like, I don't under, I don't see what it is. Again, because pillow talk exists. Like, what is it that he finally seeing your close friends that, you know, I wouldn't probably talk about. So you be telling your, your partner my business, son? No, but it's like. Because you, you keep on saying pillow talk. So you that's what pillow know. talk is. Like, let's be honest. That's what it is. Like, it's that time to, like, kiki about whatever is going on or whatever I feel like it's appropriate for you to know about my friend's lives. You okay, because I, mean? I was going to say, because Pillow Talk exists, and of course your boyfriend, girlfriend, partner is your best friend. Right. That's your number one person. Exactly. That's you. Do you have to tell them everything about your girlfriend? Because, okay, yeah, sure, oh, no. you may share that's a little weird. tea here and there, but is it everything that you share? 
No, that's weird. Okay. That's why I'm like, let me field what he know about you and what y'all know about each other. Let mm. me be that. You know what I'm saying? Because Absolutely. you might be and your close friends talking about how you went to Miami and y'all was tricking off. And da, da, da. I might not want him to know my friends as tricks. Like, or, you know, as sugar babies. That might be an image I want of to protect, to protect of Absolutely. my friends. So it's like, relax. Like, why do y'all need to have y'all own, again, unless it's like we're so familial yeah. as like friends and family. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, like we grew up together yeah. with family, so it's like, that's different. But it's like, but I agree. Boundaries. some of my friends is like, come on now, stay in your lane a little bit. What you got to say? Yeah, I mean, I was pretty much just going to say like, I guess it just depends on a friend group because with my friends, like, we like everybody, brother and sister. Okay. We nosy. We like we don't hold back. So if if I if I bring a woman around, I'm gonna want her to be close to my friends. Mm. I don't I feel like hanging with somebody you think a you know, backdoor you uh cross those boundaries. Like if I if I even really gotta think that way, then we I, either I need to have a conversation as a man and, and, and approach my friends to, to, you know, get some communication on what this is, or I'm just gonna, you know, like be smooth, you know. But I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really don't see a problem with it, you know. So are you in any of your friends' girlfriends' close friends? Absolutely. And what do they be posting? Now, to be honest, now, to be honest, like, I've known my homies' girls for some time. Like, okay. So we was already cool. And is it shaking booty they be posting? But see, that's the thing. Why you got a girl that's you know? Oh, oh, okay. And that's everybody, you know, everybody got their own. You dig? But okay, I'm just saying. Why is your girlfriend doing girlfriend that anyway? Ain't doing that. Okay. I, I okay. Will hope respect. Your girlfriend not doing that, and I will hope you know, if if my female friend, I hope your boyfriend not clowning out on. Right. True. True. No, that's true. I'm gonna definitely talk to you about that. Like your boyfriend, be you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like yeah. I mean, you know. That's uh, true. Yeah, I like everybody that. got boundaries. Obviously, you need to have certain conversations, but I yeah. India is a certain type of person too. So okay. it's like her saying that it's like, and then the the, the shystiness it, it's it, it's you know, I feel like hers is coming from a different place. Like she she damn near sneak dissing. Okay, mm. somebody that's, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. What you got to say? <laughs> All right, so ultimately what I feel is that I'm not going to tell nobody how it is to use their social media because I know for a fact I'm not going to listen to anybody trying to tell me how to use mine. <laughs> what I'm just going to do is find someone whose you know, interests align, whose tendencies align, whose habits align, and move from there. If you find out down the line, like, hey, you know, the way they you know, operate or, you know, whatever the fuck doesn't necessarily measure yours, I'm not saying don't have a conversation about it, but having a conversation like, yo, you know, just so you know, the way I'm feeling about this, the way I'm feeling about this is X, Y, Z is different from saying, I need you to, you know, cut out whatever it is you're doing on your, on your close friends. I need you to stop shaking ass. I need you to Mm -hmm. show X, Y, Z amount of cleavage or not show X, like, no, no. Like, ultimately, I feel it's useless. That's how people... Because people are going to do what they want to do, ultimately. Right, right, I, right, right. I prefer people to just show up as themselves and, you know, do what it is they want to do. And, you know, we can move accordingly or they mm-hmm. can move accordingly or I can move separately accordingly. And, you know, find harmony, you know, resonance, whatever the fuck, th- like that, versus trying to be like, oh, you know, 
after 9 p.m., I don't need you shaking ass. Because if you're at a fucking day party, I'm going to expect you to shake ass. Like, you know, <laughs> hello. Like, that's like, the content it, I need that, to that, see. You, you, right, for real. Like, whether it's close friends or main story, like, I'm going to expect you to shake an ass <laughs> if you're out at brunch. Like, whatever. That's what they do at brunch. Right. So, I, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they say. But, like, I'm not going to, like, that, I'm not about to show up and be, you know, the police about that. Mm-hmm. But... It's also different if you're only adding them. I mean, I don't really think there's many people who's only adding them and then only posting sexual content for that one person they added when they're already in a whole relationship. Like, that just seems very unlikely to me. If they're already posting sexual shit and they happen to add someone to their close friends, that's a different story. It's a matter of whether you're comfortable with them posting sexual shit on their close stories. Not because they added somebody. Like, them adding someone is separate to me. Like, that, you know, you just need to be comfortable with the base... Baseline like their of, social media Right etiquette. And yeah. then you know Whatever happens after that Is what happens after that As long as they're not Deviating from that They're just being True to themselves And you need to be You need to decide for yourself Whether you're okay With them being true to themselves oh, Right That's me Can you remove yourself From someone's close friends I wish I could Cause you know yeah, Sometimes yeah. you're like Why am I I don't think you can And like Damn. that's That's a real you Sometimes should, you're like Why am I added to, to your close but, friends you know, Like whatever. why There's so many close friends And I'm like are we, we even friends? Yeah, like, we're, we we're not even like friends. That. You just want to show off, but I really don't want to see oh, your no, kid. You had one little conversation. You'd like a little picture before you know it. You see your green circles. I'm like, damn. Tell my green circles. I'm like, gee, I just said your stuff was nice. I ain't think you. I need to be included in the process. Right, I ain't need to be your intimate friend now. Okay. Um. All right. So I know you guys saw the whole Ryan Coogler thing. Um. He was he was the director for um, Black Wakanda. Panther from Phil Station. No. <laughs> and you know he went to the bank and he passed the bank teller a note saying, "Hey, we draw twelve thousand for me discreetly, whatever." But mm-hmm. she called the police. He was arre- arrested. It was a big whatever, right? And people were like, "Again, it's racism." Oh my god! But my question is. Was that even a smart thing for him to do? Because, you know, when we think about banks being robbed, right, it's like, you know, you pass the note and, like, be careful, be quiet, you know, don't talk, you know. Um, So as black people, do we sometimes create that stereotype? You know, do we sometimes put ourselves in those positions? Do we sometimes don't move smartly? Like, was it his fault? Was it the bank teller's fault? Um, I, I, you know, I'll say this. I think that I wouldn't say it's a fault mm-hmm. to put on it. Cause if I was the bank teller, I would feel the same way. You know, people, you maxed up, you got your glasses on. Uh. Like Ryan Coogler, you, you know, if I see you and it says Ryan Coogler, I'm going to know it's you. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I see you. Or I see Denzel. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be like, oh shit, this is Ryan Coogler. <laughs> right. You know? So it, it's like that. I think passing a note in a bank is. Suspicious behavior. Yeah. No matter what, it's just suspicious behavior. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, they adding all the, oh, he had his ID, so on and so forth, whatever, whatever. I just think that as high alert as he was to not want his money counted because Mm -hmm. people be robbing, I think that's as high alert as the teller was to be like, yo, people just be coming in here on anything. Like, Uh let me just. But, you know, apparently people did say that, you know, that's actually bank etiquette. Like, people who do want to withdraw large sums of money, they do put a little slip and, like, well, for call me, me poor. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> my $20 right? don't do that. I be, but I feel like you could always whisper because this is when I go to the bank and, like, okay, I'm about to, like, pay my rent, you know. So, and I don't want to be like, like, give me a thousand, whatever. You know, I move in closer and I'm like, I whisper. I feel like that's what uh, the deposit know? and withdrawal slip is for. Mm. Like, why are we even talking about it? I feel like it's like, hey, how are you? How you doing? Oh, what's good? <laughs> Here's my slip. But, you know, after they count it, they do say, okay, this is the amount. Is this correct? They do okay. say that. 
like the the teller would oh, say it out loud. I'm not rich enough. I don't go to the bank. <laughs> I, I go to the ATM. I don't even go inside and talk to them. But in general, yeah. But you know, do we as black people, not even just regarding this situation, but as black people, do we put that stereotype upon ourselves, whether like we are loud or we're ghetto or we're not educated or pro- we're not professional, whatever the stereotype that is mainly placed on black people, do we sometimes call that upon ourselves? I feel like in this situation. He did do a withdrawal slip, like to say take X Y Z out, and he didn't just say out. He obviously put his account number there, mm-hmm. and so my account, boom, that's a withdrawal slip. Like, yeah, so she did too much. She that's did what too it much. is. And then he put his card into the card machine. True, which is what you do when you withdraw from your own account because who would be yeah <laughs> somebody else's account? So then you pull up his information with his card and stuff in, and then you ask him for his ID, and you Why put your pin in. Turn mm-hmm. into calling the cops. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, like, so in this situation, no, like, that was a withdrawal slip. If it just said, give me to a thousand or whatever, then okay, obviously that's suspicious behavior. Good point. But yeah. And um, at this point, I'm thinking maybe it was a lack of training on her end or like yeah. on the bank's end because it really just it doesn't make any sense. Like, it definitely went too far left. Yeah. So, so to answer the question that you you asked, Erica, like, I, I don't think it's it's ever really a reason to. Oh, I don't ever really think it's a cause for racism per se. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that's just something that's wrong. Okay. But I will give one example, like for me, where it's like I wouldn't necessarily say anyone's asking for anything because that's just that's just a weird way to put it. But one thing that I don't like, I do not ride with people that panic when they get pulled over mm. or any or or not even just pulled over but people that mouth off at the police right we not we not doing that because my thing is whether they wrong or right I want to go home absolutely so I understand your frustration but what what do you think pig Twelve, you know all that goofy, like all the goofy extraness. What do you think that's going to contribute to this situation right. as far as your safety, us getting locked up, and us going about our day? I don't got time to sit in no cell. I'm I'm cool on that. So that's the only thing I will say. You know, let them have it. Let them be petty. If you want to file a complaint, do that. But live, we gonna we gonna quit the panic attacks and the overdoing it. And we just going to go about our day. Right, because he said in the moment, he was like, I'm having a panic attack, all of this, all of that. Like, once he was already booked, I do feel like once he was already taken into police custody, um, again. Yeah, he was taken into custody? Well, not like custody, custody, but they had him arrested. arrested, I'm like, yeah, it went far, Once he was there and it was all of that, like, I'm having a panic attack, you know, look look me up, this, this, that, and the other. I feel like what, at this point, should have been the protocol, right? Like, what... Should have been like once they came and it was like, oh, it's not a bank robbery. How do we prove it? What should have been said? And it's ended at that. I feel like it got very. It pe- went pretty fast. Yeah, it was like, like the police happened. came. It was he was arrested immediately. Like there was just no, you know, basically think basically protocols. And we check yeah. if he has a gun or is it really an armor? But it was oh, he's a black man. We got a call. We arrested him immediately. He was put in handcuffs. You saw it immediately. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's quite unfortunate. It really is quite unfortunate. Sometimes I, however, I do think. You know, as you said, that 
sometimes we do put ourselves in certain situations, not even regarding him, but like if you're being stopped by a police officer, you're acting up, you know, if you can't be professional in certain spaces, like why are you yelling? Why are you doing too much? Because, you know, whether we put this, whoever created the stereotypes, you know, whether it's white or we did, the stereotypes are already there. It's in the air. Like people already expect right. black people to act a certain type of way, whatever space you're in. So it's kind of like, don't be ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like just act accordingly. Accordingly to the space that you're in. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're in a doctor's behave office. Accordingly. Behave accordingly. You know what I mean? We're in the club. That's different. Don't act the same. I mean, for me, to that, I would add, though, that a lot of people have issues with that because white people can act insane and still be treated very right. Mm-hmm. White people have a stereotype Absolutely. of being domestic terrorists. They are. <laughs> No, it's not a It's like no, but it's a fact. But let's just, yeah, being conservative, say it's a stereotype that if you hear there was a mass shooting, nine times out of ten, it's a white, it's a little child, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, but yet you see police take them to McDonald's. You see police treat them kindly, ask them how they're doing. The judge will be like, "Oh my goodness, they were having a bad day." Mm -hmm. So, like, I still am hesitant to say that. Are there things we ask on ourselves because we know what's being said out there? Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, racism is racism, and it's yeah. just not right. And just to respond to that, what you said is completely valid, but we don't have the opportunity to act like that because you could get killed. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we know white people act an ass, you know, and it's recorded. We see it, and it's like, okay, oh, my God. And then even the fact that they're acting an ass, they still go and pet them and say, are you okay? You know, but we just we can't afford it at all. Like, we just can't because you may not go back home. I do agree. Hazan, did you have something to say? Yeah, I think, like, the big, um, the funniest thing about, like, those situations was that the bank teller, like, the bank teller, like, was actually, like, a black, you know, was a black lady. It was a black lady. It was a black lady, which actually shows that racism is just not, like, a black or white thing. Like, Mm. you have, like, people our own color that would even believe, like, I can go to the bank and, you know, Tell you I want like twenty grand, you know, yeah. without you seeing me. Like, can you actually have you know twenty grand? Like, this happened to me. Like, the part like when I graduated last year, I needed to like pay the rest of my tuition, so I went to Chase, and I was like, I did the same thing like Ryan did, so I understood. Like, I took the the withdrawal slip, and I just slipped that. I didn't say anything because I'm about to get like whole bunch of like hundred dollar bills to take uh, to take to the bar, and the lady looking at me like. What do you need the money for? Is it a black lady? A white lady. And she looking at she me like... She asked you what you need yeah, the money for? Yeah, she asked me like, what do you need the money for? Yeah, and I'm like... And I'm like, I don't need... And I and I was like, I'm going to the strip club. I saw I want all okay. my money. You know? Okay. And she, and she like, I'm going to get the manager. And then the manager was just... The manager came to me and was just like, oh, so you want to redraw the money? I was like, yeah, I have my ID. This is my face. I took my mask off. And he's like... Oh, okay. You do know, like, we're going to, like, alert the IRS. I was like, what? I don't care. Yeah, every time you, like, a take over, like, 10 grand, mm-hmm. they're going to tell the IRS. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I just want all my... I was like, matter if I just give me all my money out okay, of my Chase account. Okay, it's my money. And I took all my money out of my Chase account. And, and so it. I understood. So it's just funny to me that it was, like, a black, you yeah. know, like, somebody on skin color, you know, we, that yeah. went through, like, just did a little bit too much, you know. Or maybe she's just been, you know, trained, you know, to see that. Yeah. We definitely you know. do it to ourselves. We definitely do it to ourselves. I, I was just going to say, I mean, with all these scams in Chicago, like, <laughs> it, it just, you know. You got to think twice. It ain't even like, I ain't going to lie to you. It ain't even like, 
the fact that she asked you that question was definitely weird. But uh, then that would have blew me. But, like, yeah, with the scammers in Chicago, somebody got to make sure some money <laughs> don't, don't, don't go out the bank, you know? Because I, I think it was something, like, not too long ago where, like, they, like, they, they cashed, like, a $100,000 check, like, you know, some scammer. Uh, it, was, it was going to something. But they basically robbed the bank. Damn. You know, so it was, it was, yeah. it was Chicago, one, something else. It was one time in college they tried to uh, get me, because I tried to do <laughs> I tried to be remember I tried to be a babysitter on care.com and I thought I found this rich family. I really thought I hit a lick. They hit they sent me a twelve thousand dollar check like here, it's for the it's for the stroller, so on and so forth. My goofy ass went to Chase. Oh, you ended up going to Chase? Yeah, when we together, I went to Chase trying I'm to like, catch this that is suspicious. shit. Baby, I thought I was going to prison. I thought I was going to jail because they was like, This, this is, is a fake. counterfeit check, ma'am. I was like, I didn't know. I'm so scared. I'm sorry. They gave it to me out. I was like freaking out because that like at the end of the day, I think that we as black people, there's so much stuff that happens to us that we are hypersensitive to a lot of different mm-hmm. things. You know what I mean? And I hate to say it like that, but there's some things where it's like, this one even about racism, G. This this about socialism. This is about, you know, the caste system. This is about like class. Like it's not just because you're black. It's because yeah. you're poor. You know, <laughs> you look poor. No, for real. Like, just you know, you're also poor. Mm-hmm. Like, consider that that you're poor. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's it's a lot of things that I feel like. You know, people are like, "Oh, I'm about to divest from Bank of America and so on and so forth." And I'm like, "Well, I'm not going to cancel back Bank of America because they are my bank, and they are. I'm being real. They my bank, and you know." They're in every single state in America, hence Bank of America. That's why I stay with them. But I do think, like, you know, moving forward, Mm -hmm. I think that it's very important, like, in situations like this to make sure you're being as transparent as well. Yeah. To when you're in a bank. Because, like, just even coming in a bank with a mask or whatever, outside of COVID, it's just scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bank mask glasses you just I'm, never know you just never know yeah. you know what i mean it's like especially as a black woman i'll say this as a woman period i'm always on high alert around everybody I, black and white woman, yellow yeah, everybody, i'm like let me not be lacking so it's like i can't imagine what it feels like to be a bank teller and yeah. just know especially in atlanta they going crazy in atlanta right now so mm-hmm. i can't imagine like maybe her ptsd of like people coming into the bank or what they experience like everything isn't a global news story yeah so it's like for all you know that bank just got robbed a month ago and they had you you know what I mean? So it's like she probably had she probably she probably knew on a job and just got training. Okay, and, you and know she's she was she like a little worried, like <laughs> what's going on. So I do think like in terms of our stereotypes, we do put some things on ourselves, but also like I think we just all have to be cognizant. It's hard to escape it of sometimes. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, but on to different things. So my new favorite show is Abbott Elementary. I love that show, especially as a teacher, as an educator. I just kiki and laugh on like a deeper level. Um, and it's and it's good to see because especially with Insecure Ending, I don't think we have many shows as black people um, that just show us just like existing. Um, but you know, some people, we still have other shows coming out. Like some people want the biopics of um, Edgar um, Hoover and, and all type of different heroes. Like people want the Harriet Tubman story that isn't Cynthia Arrivia. Mm-hmm. and all type of stuff. So it makes me think when we are in the TV space, um, do we want just black people existing or do we think that like specifically black stories need to be told more? For me, especially as an African, when I hear black history coming to this country, when I hear black history, black stories, it's just slavery, right? It makes me question, 
isn't there more to black history? You know, isn't there more to black stories? Like we are black people are inventors. Like yeah. black people invented things that we use in our everyday day-to-day right. life activities whatever you know it's just that it's just been an overwhelming amount of like slavery slavery 12 years of slavery you know this and that this and that and it just makes you think especially as immigrants or even you know foreigners or just even white people it makes you think that oh, okay it's another slavery movie it's right. another slavery movie give me another slave uh, another black story you right. know like like madam cj Walker. walker i like that you know the little limited series mm-hmm. that they had it was nice a black businesswoman in her time like right. it had nothing to do with slavery you know what i mean like it wasn't no brutal like sad demonic shit i think it's it's both we do need more black people we do have black people it's just that in a different space because it's hella black reality tv shows it's so many of them it's ridiculous yeah. and it seems like we're it's oversaturated because that's mainly where you see black people in tv now loving hip-hop you know loving marriage reality reality tvs it's just all of that but we still want to see them like that show in regular family shows abc drama shows like i want to just turn on the tv and i see a nice black family doing whatever or like a black comedy it doesn't have to be either so ghetto and hood or so slavery like you know yeah i don't need like black stories i'll say this i don't need like stories that are only relevant to black people i just want to see life from the black view. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I think shows like Harlem, like all these little, you know, four women black shows that are popping off. Yeah. That's why they're popping off because it's just kind of like, oh, I do this every day anyway. Yeah. And it's cute to see what, like, the black point of view is on that show. And, like, I think men need more shows like that too. You know, like, I want to watch uh, Entourage where, or Heist. I love heist movies. Mm-hmm. I want to see a black heist movie, movie. Like, you telling me black men don't get together and, for, and like, just... Think of this awesome plan. How many talking about Chicago scammers? Come on. Okay, now. seriously, like that's a movie. Like, <laughs> like come on. The, the Operation The Ring. Like, I want to see like more stuff like that. Like, I think anytime we see um black men too that are not that are in situations that aren't slavery mm-hmm. or like completely degrading, it's like they're doing drugs. Like that's their success criminals. story. Like power. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's when we, that's the success story. They here living a high life for their What's, drug what's that show that makes that makes us cry all the all the time? This is us. Why can't we have a black show like that? Exactly. I mean there's a black guy in it, but you but know the role that show. the father played and all of that is just yeah. like let me see a black man sensitive and emotional exactly. caring. You know, he's a father, he's an uncle, he's a brother, he's a hustler, whatever it is. Let us see, you know, how dynamic a black man is and not just ghosts. Exactly. You know? Do you guys have any thoughts? What do you guys think about current day black shows and things? Um, I feel like black people existing is black stories. Like, okay. That is some, like, the majority of people, your everyday black person, that's their life. Like, that's their story. And that's a perspective we need to see because we don't always get to see everybody's different point of view. Mm-hmm. As black people. Um, the way we get to see white people's different points of view. So Absolutely. I think that it's important that we continue to do that. We see that, yeah. We do need to see I want to see more people on the diaspora. Okay. That, that is something I would like to see. I think that, like, it's so, like, black is not a monolith. Mm-hmm. And I think also at this point in America, a lot of everyday black people are not just, like, um, like African-American. I mm-hmm. think that we see a lot of, like, Haitian, second generation, Jamaican, Nigerian, like there's so many different types of, you black know, people, black, black people. Culture. That we just like, I don't want to just see like 
1965 Birmingham like your people come from Alabama like Mississippi let's see some other you know even that notion that like all black people came from the south and now we here like that's because that's what they show you like all these black people came from the south and that's where they're from and then they migrated and so on and so forth and I'm like well there's like a different type of melting plot of blackness in 2022 Mm -hmm. you have something to say Moy? agree with the melting pot and i would like to see that i think that's definitely necessary um from my personal experience just watching tv with my husband sometimes i catch him like saying like it's there are a lot of british black actors oh, yeah. coming mm-hmm. over to america and they're playing american roles and it bothers him like i ca- I, I catch him all the time saying like why they can't just find like a black actor and i'm like baby they black like mm-hmm. yes they're british but in my opinion, they are black. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. they're of African. They are of African descent. We were separated, and they just so happened to end up over here. That's my opinion. He disagrees, which I see a lot of y'all disagreeing. You see shaking hands. Okay, like, but I think that if he was to like see maybe like a a black English man, like their actual, you know, them in their space, in their mm-hmm. element, right, yeah. in their element, like. Maybe could connect with them, like to see, like, oh, we are one and the same. They just grew up on the other in a different country. Right. Yeah. Like he wouldn't feel like, oh, they coming over here and taking all like all of our jobs, or like, why can't they just find someone in L.A. to play Franklin, Franklin? which is really what it is all it's about. It's like why they can't find somebody in L.A. to play Franklin. And I'm just like, baby, is that Snowfall? What's the problem? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's Snowfall. Like it's he's black. It ain't no issue. Right. Yeah. Moyne, did you have something to say? Oh, well, I mean, not even just to piggyback off of that, but speaking of British, you know, dramas, I liked, um, I think it's called Four Weddings at a Funeral. Oh, yeah, that was on Hulu, right? I, yeah, uh-huh. and I, I was, I mean, hooked just because they literally were existing. And it's not, it's Is not it like, black people? Yeah, there, there's it's, a, a di- she, it's a diverse cast. It's a diverse cast. cast okay. And it really was effortless. And, like, you didn't just see the main characters of the cast, but you got to see their families, their culture. like, mm. And it was so normal because mm-hmm. it's like when you have friends from different ethnicities and y'all hang out and they invite you to their cousin's wedding and, you you know, you dress up and you go, like, that's what you see. And, and I feel like, to me, that's... I want that to be normalized right. on television. It's not like we're trying too hard because it really didn't feel like they were trying to sometimes, oh, sometimes let's have a diverse like, agenda yeah. and like really mm-hmm. shove it down your throat that we are being diverse. It's just that they just happen to, you know. Like this is it. This is it. Yeah. And and I personally, I think that's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do agree with you. I, <laughs> black is, is black. I, I mean, I didn't understand why people were upset with um, Cynthia Ar- Ar- Arivio playing Harriet. I'm like, she was good. Well, did she play Aretha too? She played too many people that she okay. Did. She did. You no, know, she played okay. more. Maybe than maybe she we're tired have. of seeing her. Mm-hmm. Maybe we want no. But that argument you know? was there. The fact that she's a British, yeah, um, yeah. She's a Brit black. She's a Brit black. But I'm like, ugh, you know, I love Brit blacks. Why not? Why not? I mean, you, you said you, you got your red passport. You got her red passport. But Think about like the whole like okay like Africans coming over and like feeling like Africans are not black or black people in America like there's like that that the division the division there like I consider Brit black literally somebody that just 
grows up in England versus America. Because, like, we, you know, at the end of the day, we still American. Like, even though I'm black, I'm Nigerian, like, I'm a Chicagoan at the end of the day. But it's like, you from British. That's a whole nother. I said British. You're from England. That's a whole nother, like, country and mm-hmm. culture. So it's like, there's, like, bruv. And I'm like, gee, that's two different things, you know. So. Yeah. But they're funny. You have something to say? Jeremiah's been shaking his head this whole time. Yeah, so I'm going to try to keep this as concise as possible. I want to answer all the questions. But just going off, um, you know, like, I guess, like, the representation. So, like, even the conversation I was having yesterday, because, you know, I was with the white folk of St. Patty's. I was with some Irish people. You know, it was a bunch of racists. And uh, I was talking to, (laughs) we was just, you know, we was tea, and we, you know, I'm talking, we in a room, and we just yapping, you know. And, uh... I was having a conversation with this white dude, and I was basically telling him, like, because somebody basically said, like, this, this other white dude was like, you know, I don't think it should be y'all job to educate us. Ah! He, was, he was trying to be a liberal. Like, oh, okay. so, like, you know, we should just do the research ourselves, which is like, honestly, I do think it should be both sides. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I majored in African-American studies, like. I take pride in being able to educate you. Right. Because there's certain things you're going to look up on Google, but you have no context. Right. So you got to hear it from me. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? And it's like, you got to get checked at a certain point. And right. And let me, let me do that for you because I will be happy to, you know, just so you understand and you can go throughout your life and do the mm-hmm. right thing, you know? So, but I, w- I was saying to him, like, I think the world would be a better place when everybody is able to be the, their authentic self. Mm. You can't know a black person if that black person acting white. So when you right. go, when you come across me, you I, I do look like a foreign African American. You know, let's say you're not watching TV and you just going off the certain black person that act like you. Well, you think black people act like you, but I'm a black person that don't act like you. Right. You know? And and when I, you say black person that acts as white, explain that because well, are, I mean, are you are you referring to Brit black? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, so you saying my, they act as white? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not okay. talking about that. I'm just talking about, like, in general. In general. Like, let's just say, like, a, a black person that went to an all-white school right. in the suburbs. And, you know, they Trying can't fit help in. it. That's who they grew up around. Yeah. They're influenced, right? That's, that's, that's on them, you know? But my thing is more so, I think sometimes it could also be a disservice because now that person isn't able to meet, I guess, I mean, we're not a monolith, but at the same time, like, where are they going to get their ideas of what, blackness truly is right if 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 that's what they're acting like so for me a, a, a lot of my mexican homies like they are very prideful in their culture i don't want you always acting like me right how am i supposed to learn about your culture if you too busy trying to regurgitate everything i say out of my mouth mm. so that's that's why I like diversity and inclusion is important because now we all get to learn from each other you get to see oh man maybe this person is really not that bad they right. come from a whole different community and we more similar than we are a lot, than we are different. Yeah, right? Right. absolutely. So when you so tying it back into like you know the the, the acting, I like I like the fact that transgenders are now playing transgender characters Bro, on right. shows. I like it the fa- like that homosexuals are playing homosexuals on shows. I like it that black people can play black people and everybody can play themselves. You know, and I do think like these these Brit black actors are. Some of the best actors I've seen. Absolutely. I'm not gonna sit up there. I'm not no hater. They're doing their thing. <laughs> I cannot even lie. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like you you at at a certain point you are taking jobs away in a sense. And it's like it's just like we have like white allies, Mexican allies, and it's like or Hispanic allies rather. 
you know, and, you know, sometimes you got to take, you got to take that position away from yourself mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's another civil rights activist growing up in a community that you just took Their spotlight place, away yeah. from. Yeah. So now it's like, it's still going back to the white power structure. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I, I do like these shows, you know, watching Top Boy. I love the fact that I can learn from the British culture, you know, the British British culture. And and my homie, one of my homies like came from the UK to Chicago. So he, he be raving about, you know, UK drill rap, all that stuff. When I watch Top Boy, I feel like I'm watching my homie, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you brought one of my homies from Chicago and made him playing Top Boy, it's like, well, you know, he he probably throw on an accent, but it ain't. It's not that like authentic, like yeah. you know. So it kind of is what it is, but um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's the same because African Americans have such a rich history that only is here, because we are African Americans, and there is a bl- a black umbrella, but Nigerian Americans are Nigerian Americans, and we can learn from them. They and can learn from us. And the same thing amongst the diaspora, Jamaicans, whatever. Like, you know, we yeah. we, we, we we have to embrace our differences and our similarities. So, you know what I would say. You Sorry know, for taking. No, no, no. no. You're good. You're good. I would say that you know that everything you said, it's merely an American systematic thing, right? Because the British actors, they come over here because it's easier to find work. That's why they're here. You can see the overflow of them coming. It's easier to find work for them to get placed in certain roles. America prefers other blacks to African-Americans, right? They prefer Nigerian. Oh, you're Nigerian-American. Okay, cool. You're, you know, Caribbean. Cool. You're British, you know, you're British black. Cool. But you're African-American. You black that grew up in America. It's like, eh, you know, it's like America's system has that whole, you know, favoritism preference thing going on. Like white America, the system, they prefer other blacks. I think I've mentioned this before. Um, some girl was saying when her dad came to America for the first time, landed in the airport, like the security guards, like the people who check the stuff, they're like, hey, stay away from the black people here because they're going to mess you up, corrupt you. You know what I mean? Even when I came, I went to school in Harlem, the teachers showed a preference to me because I was African. Like, oh, you act different. You're not black, you know? So it's not the British American fault because everyone is coming to the land of opportunity for work. You know what I'm saying? It's the American system. It's the right. system that's truly against y'all. It's truly against us as a whole. That's really what it is. Right. It's not us that we're trying to take you guys' jobs. No, it's just the system creates it that way because the system over there don't want to give them the jobs. Well, you know what? Do you have anything to say before we go on a little break? Um, I will say another major difference is that the British actors are classically trained. Mm. They're trained in theater. And I think a lot of the time the um, entertainment system in America is basically, oh, you cute. Come on. Like, that's it. It's like, mm-hmm. you on Instagram, you got followers. Come on. So yeah. I think that once they see somebody that's, like, classically trained in theater, it's like, oh, you, you're just so dynamic and you do this. And they begin excited. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that like outside of that, as, as Jeremy said, like, I want to see authentic, like we should see more black Brit stories. Absolutely. Cause like, I think like we don't see enough immigrant stories in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be like more, like more beautiful to see, like, especially in this generation, I think more, we are, we have way more like first generation, second generation kids coming up. And I think that being in a household um, with both cultures, cross culture. Okay. Um, you know, being in a, in a household with both, both cultures, it's a representation that people yearn for as well. Like, damn, how do I balance both sides of me? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially on TV. Because the same way I think that black people feel like we got to, 
fit in to be white. I think people of the diaspora feel like I gotta fit in to be, to be black. black. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So like, so I think that that we should see more of like, what does that look like? Like, you know, I don't want to lie and say I'm eating spaghetti shows. when I was eating rice. <laughs> you eating jello fries? <laughs> It'd be like that. And goat meat. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what you have for dinner? Uh, spaghetti. <laughs> but all right, welcome back. Thank you. We took a little break, you know, to get some drinks and stuff. So let's get back into our cross-culture topics. So now we're done with the little hot topics and stuff in the media. We have questions, right, um, for the guys, for the men, and for the women. So now this one is specifically for the men. And the question is, if a good woman... And we mean like a good, good woman, right? That type that's submissive. That's the word they like. Submissive. <laughs> okay. That's the word. She's a good woman. You know, she's educated. You know, like she's a good woman. Okay. And she, if, if a good woman falls for you, right? And she mm-hmm. loves you. She wants to be your, Everything. your weaker partner. Yes. Okay. Your real. Should you, would, should you fall, force yourself to fall in love with her? He's like, like, what? He looks like, what? <laughs> Niggas forcing themselves like, you know, to be in love? Like, sometimes you see, like, this is a good person right here. They're going to be a good partner, a good mother, a good whatever. But maybe you're not, maybe the initial attraction isn't there. You're not really feeling yeah. it. But should you force yourself? Should you give an opportunity and be like, you know yeah, what? Don't let a good thing pass you. You know, it's not just all about the looks. Come on now. Absolutely not. You uh, said what? Repeat that again? Yeah, I, I recently just took an L, you know. Oh! Because, uh, because, yeah. <laughs> So I had I had a a, a, a quote unquote good woman, and you know I think for me it's like I I, I have goals. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not where I want to be. Okay. To feel comfortable enough to to be investing in a in a, in a woman because mm. I want to do it right. Like I don't get in those kitty bull relationships. If I'm gonna be a boyfriend, it's going to be done right because mm-hmm. I'm dating to marry. I'm not finna play around. Amen to that. So. A lot of women don't really understand, like, listen, I'm trying to do PhD programs. I'm trying to, like, really do something with my life. And I understand that, like, we get older, you know, the fertility, all of that. I get that. (laughs) Not the fertility card now. It's just the real. You know, we getting closer to 30, you know, about 35. I'm trying to be done. So it's going to have to happen. But my thing is, like, you know, those goals still got to happen. And, like, Mm -hmm. especially somebody's, like, you know, real... um, uh, what's the word? Um, tedious programs, right? Okay, yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to like have a lot of attention towards that, and I don't want to shortchange you. Okay. So unfortunately, I'm just choosing not to date right now. So you're saying mm. you let that good woman go because of that? Yeah. I, I so, <laughs> yeah, I let that good woman go because we just not, we 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 not gonna do okay. that. So sometimes you get to the point where it's like, you know, the woman acts like she's under, she understands. And then you had the conversation again a month later. Mm-hmm. And then the conversation again two weeks away from that date. Mm-hmm. And then a month from that date. And it's just like, you know, at, at, point, at a certain point, I'm kind of stringing you along. Like, you don't get it. And it's like, you know, you mm-hmm. need to be set free. You know, Okay. Mm-hmm. Because, because what I'm not going to do, it's a lot of men that will hold on to a woman mm-hmm. and waste seven, ten years of her life. And I feel like maybe I've been there at younger years, mm-hmm. you know, younger years. But I'm a grown man. Like, I'm not going to play I'm gonna tell you what it is, and I'm gonna allow you to spread your wings. And if oh, you feel true. like you gotta get you fly away, me, then talk to me. Go then leave. Free so, so, okay. so it's, I, I'm in a, I'm in a tough position right now because I, I I'm I'm 
I'm uh, I, I don't I don't play games and lie, so I'm gonna tell you the truth. Well, close uh, to you. That's good to hear that at least you're acknowledging that and you're putting it into action. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because many guys would do that, but it would be the stringing along. I mean, I feel, I feel like a lot of the, us been there. Like, it's like, okay, well, we, you know. It's going to change. So it's good that you're like, at least you're vocal about it to her, right? And you're putting it into action like, I'm going to let you go. Because don't say I'm going to let you go, but you don't let me go. And I ain't gonna cap. I ain't just okay. I'm not gonna try to cap like I just kicked her to the curb. It wasn't one of those things. It was it was more mutual, right? Okay. It was one of those situations where like that conversation comes up, and then I'd be like, "Man, get off that." And like sometimes it's a situation where it's like <laughs> you said, "Get off that." Yeah, look at me like that. <laughs> like, what I'm saying, like you know, you know, sometimes, uh, and I'm gonna be real, like if a woman truly like you. All you really got to say is get off that, and they going to stay. Oh. Because they like you. Right? So is it really that hard? But my hard? thing is, eventually, I had to be like, you know what? I'm bogus. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because, because it's not like we wasn't vibing. It's not like I wasn't, like, you know, doing a, you know doing right by her. Like, I wasn't really just out here tweaking. Like, I was, you know, doing, doing the right thing, taking out all that. But it was just like. All right. So I was saying that. I do agree with you because some women do make their lives all about the relationship. You know, they lose themselves in their marriage and the kids. And before you know it, 10 years go by, they're like, who am I? What do I have to serve? What do I have to give? You know, they don't know who, who they are without the man or the kids. So I agree with that part. However, it's still the other parts I don't super agree with. But I'm going to let somebody else say something. Baka, what do you have to say? Oh, well, was, oh, was it Will? I'm sorry. Yeah, so I feel like the... Everything Jimmy said was valid, but there's a bit of capping there where it's okay. like, okay. like you have a good woman and, oh, you want to let her go, you want to let her go, but not every good woman is the right woman for oh. you. Okay. And she might be good in all aspects. She might be uh, marriageable. She might be wifey material, but that doesn't make her the right woman for you. Okay. Oh, they clank, said clank, they clank, want clank, 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 that you want to live your life she doesn't understand like your value systems are not the same mm. the things that you care about the things that you when you lay down and you put your head on the pillow the things that you're stressed about mm. the things that you don't the things you put aside and you're no longer worried about they might be stressed about mm. and it's just like mm. our minds are in two different places and when there's a good woman, yeah, you might be good, but you're not what I need right now. You're not good for me right now and if the right woman came up it doesn't matter how busy I am it don't matter if I'm trying to be the president. If you're the right woman, I will stop everything in my path. No, he's talking. And I will say, look, let's figure this shit out together. I will make my schedule. I will cut everything out of my schedule okay. to make time for you because you're the right woman. You know what? We don't hear that often. No, that, that last that talk latter that part you just said, we don't hear that often. Talk that talk, Because just man. like what Jeremiah just said, it was more about like, I have school, I have goals, I have whatever. So I can't put in the time, you know? But you didn't mention that well, maybe, I guess maybe she's just not the right one for you. Is it that she's not the right one for you? Or you just, mm. in general, you're just like, right one or good one, wrong one. You just don't have it in you. So I think he's absolutely right. Except, and I'm be real, right? This, this, is, what, this is what it's going to get bogus. Okay, get right? that in. Get that. And I'm going to be real. Like, the only way I would uh, compromise is if it was an old thing. What that mean? And the reason why I say that is, the reason oh, why I say that is, no, but the reason why I say that is because that woman already knows where I'm at, and she all she also knows how to be the woman I need. 
You feel mm. what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of good women, they're just good women. And they do a lot of good woman stuff. A lot can of good we women. define good woman? Man, well, I mean, can, can you well, all give you okay, what so is a good woman? In her, in her example, she's very supportive as far as like, she very encouraging. Um, to be honest, I don't need a lot of the superficial stuff. I mean, obviously, you know, I ain't gonna say obviously because Sarah woman don't cook and clean. But, you know, she cook and clean. She do all of that stuff. She, she, you know, she, she's, Outside of just her personality, and she has things going on for herself, that's all. That's always going to be attractive. But as far as for me, I think the reason why she's a good woman in, in general for me, and I, I would say like the next dude she talked to is because she's very supportive and encouraging. So like okay. I think a lot, a lot of women these days are, are is lacking that type of one patience. But you know they don't really they're not supportive. Care about the dude outside of what he can do for her. Okay. So that's, she's already a diamond in the rough for that alone. Okay. You know, and, and my thing is, I always tell her, like, you a hot commodity. Do not let me. I told her. She's a hot I told her, I told her, like, in the beginning, like, I'm like, do not let me pause you up. Like, if you meet a better dude tomorrow, hold and this up. is not, I promise hold you, up, hold I'm up, bro. that type hold of up, bro. dude. Hold up, bro. Okay, this is where the cap come in. This is where the cap come in. Let's go. You so great, baby. Don't let me slow you down. No. <laughs> You just don't like her, but Ooh. you tell her like you so good, but now I think I think but but okay, so if I'm being Am I honest, lying though? I think we're gonna Am wrap we're gonna though? try and wrap this think, up because we're gonna move on to the yeah, next question. I, I think she would she's the I think I would have to grow into that you just role. Don't like so her, basically bro. he answered the question. So basically you can't really force you have to really force yourself. It's not gonna be a natural thing. Yeah. And you're not willing to do that. Yeah. Whereas certain women that I'm already used to and they mm-hmm. know who I am and they know what I got going on. I think besides they, they, that, they you're just not really feeling chick that. that well, Loki. You, you, know you I think with this, whoever you're referring to, you identify that she's good. You acknowledge the goodness and the greatness. Mm-hmm. You know, type of partner she is or her potential, but you're not feeling her like that. Yeah, and that's okay. I think if you got to start thinking about yourself in a different space to be with somebody, then that person isn't for you. Because if that person is for you, then where you are today would align. We'll fit in, and y'all would be ready to grow together. We'll take one more comment from a lady from this with this I conversation. Seen, I seen Baca here. Oh yeah, one more oh, comment. I was looking. I'm sorry. So we can move her. to the next one. Okay, uh-huh. so I personally think that women. As a woman, I think that we have a hard time accepting when a man, like, okay, knowing that we are good women, but accepting that we may not be that good woman for a man. Mm. But in the same sense, come against, come across a good man and may not be feeling him mm. and want Thanks. him to understand, like, Thanks. you know, I don't like you like that, but you are a good, a man. good man, you know? So it's like, I wouldn't force myself. Yeah. I can't force myself, Absolutely. you know, like yeah. to accept anybody. I've actually been in a situation where I've come across plenty of good guys, and it's like, mm, it's you good, there. but you, you don't, don't you don't like me. my fire. So, Ooh, yeah. okay, come on, find us out. Okay, you better let them know. And then I've come across some people in the same sense, and be like, you know, you're not that great, but you sparking shit up. Yeah, you heard me. You're doing what I need you to do at the moment. So I think it's more so just acknowledging where you are, like in that in that point in time and also being open to accept where someone else is like you can't force nothing you can't force anything period absolutely but if somebody come to you and just knowing who you are it shouldn't it shouldn't matter like if you know who you are you know like you're a good woman you know you're a good man 
whoever you with, if that person is not that person for you, if they're telling you, like, this ain't it, then just know that what, whoever is meant for you is going to come. Absolutely. they coming. Yes. they just making room for whoever was meant to come to come. Okay. Period. Amen. I received that. All right. I received that. So, okay, we got another question for the ladies. For the ladies. This one's for the ladies. All right, so here's the question, ladies. I think a lot of the time, um, as women, when we when we want to reset in dating, um, a lot of the time, the first thing we do is say, I'm going celibate. Mm-hmm. Now, the real question is, does celibacy really improve dating for you? Do you really mm. think that being celibate adds to the dating experience does it really like filter out like we say it filters out or is it really like at this point i'm just not getting any dick damn i was gonna say the way he said thing i'm just gonna say say dick (laughs) (laughs) ladies let's hear from you Uh, can i speak even Uh, though i'm not a lady you know my favorite lie that women tell me what's that i don't usually do this (laughs) every time i hear i don't usually do this i'm like it's not a lie. Sometimes we don't usually it, it do, do be that. A fact, yeah. Exactly. It's multiple, like when multiple women tell you, "I don't usually do this." I feel like it's a lie. Why you don't think you got the sauce? That's for you. Maybe I'm just humble. I don't, <laughs> when, I, when I hear "I don't usually do this," I feel like that's the celibacy thing. Like maybe somebody, like Baka was saying, if they light your fire, you might, <laughs> you might be willing to break your vow of celibacy. That's all I'm saying. I think I'll comment real quick. Um, one thing I'll say, my, my dad, he keeps it real with me. He said, one thing he said, as a man, he said, hmm, whether you decide to be a virgin, mm-hmm, whether you decide to marry, to fuck 10 men or 20 men, it really doesn't guarantee shit. Wow. I mean, of course, certain things plays a role, but you could be like, I'm going to be mother, Mary, virgin to our fan. It doesn't guarantee you're going to find you a good man. Cause right. whoever you marry, they may just be just married. Cause, Oh, Taikuchi, she she not a hoe, a buddy count, whatever, Facts. whatever. But she's he's not a good man. Facts. You know what I'm saying? If you may be a girl who's been ran through, you know what I'm saying? You've been out there, you had your moment, but you find you a good man who loves you. Yeah. So there's really no guarantee. I think at the end of the day, it's whatever serves you. You know what I mean? I think, of course, you need to protect your body. You know, I don't believe in just giving your body to anybody. You know what I mean? Because... Exchange of fluids, all that, like, it affects you emotionally, physically, spiritually, even if you want to say it's casual sex. But sometimes you find yourself obsessing over casual sex, you know? Mm. Um, So that's just my point of view regarding that. Any other comments, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I would just say... I, I don't know about it being a ritualistic thing that women do to, quote, unquote, reset. Um, To me, I would have thought cutting your hair, because I know... I do. A lot of a lot of women do stuff with their hair when they want to feel like a new a new bitch. Okay, so, um, but I think though I do understand the benefits to deciding mm. to wanting to abstain and start a start a, a new relationship or start a new friendship with another individual just so you guys can honestly get to know who you guys are. Because let's actually not lie, sex does make us. Good sex makes you blind to stuff. Absolutely. Right. It's distracting. You, you excuse so many things because it yeah, feels yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And and that's the point of sex. It's supposed to feel great. And so I think that it's a smart thing, especially sometimes if you feel like you've been in things that you didn't you didn't notice things that you feel like when you look back like I should have noticed right. I should have seen this mm-hmm. coming like my friends were telling me stuff yeah. and I wasn't catching it so 
you may genuinely want to just have that one-on-one moment with that individual just so that you guys can really cultivate and have conversation. I think people don't do that enough. And I think it's not just about having that conversation with an individual, but it's also having that conversation with yourself, you know? Exactly. Because key point you said is it's distracting. Like, what mistakes have I making in my past relationships? Am I just over focusing on the penis and not really the in, the individual with the penis is this serving me you know like after the sex what else for me i would say this i think that um for one i'm not a person that fully believes in soul ties okay i know that a lot of people are like oh you know you give yourself to somebody it's a soul tie woo, woo, woo. I ain't gonna stunt not sound like a hoe, but it's like it's people I slept with. I'm like, bye. I don't <laughs> know you. Like, what's your name? Like, sorry to that man. <laughs> sorry to that man. I couldn't recognize you. Who's that? Like, it's some people that's like gone with the wind, and then there's some people. It's like, no, we was we was in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's deep. Um, so I've always felt that like, I've always felt that like, sex is just like an added thing. Okay. You know, like, I feel like if you are in a space in your life where you're, like, searching for love, then no matter what you do, it's go- you're going to be thirsty for that love. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether you decide not to have sex with people, whether you sleep every person you with, then you're going to make that same mistake because you're overly searching for love. Yeah. Um, versus, like, you know, if you want your hot girl stuff and you just like, look, I'm just trying to have fun, get it how I live, then you're doing that. Like, if you commit to that emotionally, I don't. 100% feel that sex is the determination of, like, your dirty dating life. Because, like, for me, um, you know, I didn't have sex for a long time. Like, mm-hmm. I was, well, I won't say a long time. But I, I, I say I, I, I was a virgin well into my 20s mm-hmm. for, for a minute. And then it's kind of like, I don't think the quality of men that I was dating when I was a virgin was different than the quality of men I date now. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, all the niggas the same. <laughs> I feel you. They all the same. So I think that it's just something, it's something that kind of like we tell ourselves in a way because like I think that um, when we when we as women feel down, we find that like, oh, maybe I'm not the type of woman that deserves, right? Like when you feel down in a relationship or something happens, you feel like, oh, maybe it was something I did that warranted this type of treatment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I think we often go to our body and sex mm-hmm. um, because it feels like, out of all the things we could have controlled in that situation, I could have controlled that. And I think that that's what we use to, like, have some control over whatever happens in relationships. Because as much as we, you know, we like to act like, oh, you know, as women, we tell yourself, a man don't do what you don't allow him to do. Mm-hmm. That's something we tell ourselves as women. I don't believe in that, truthfully. I mean, mm-hmm. yes and no. Because I feel like, yeah, you're going to put it on boundaries, but somebody's going to be who they are. But it's up to you to stick around with that. And the sticking around with that, was, it's, that's where it comes in. That's you where it comes him in. To. But you aren't the determiner of if he was going to do that actions. to you or of not. Of course. Of you course. know what I'm saying? And I think that that's how sometimes we as women try to, like, curve that. Like, if I, if I don't, like, if I take sex off the table, then already I'm not going to be used. When it's mm-hmm. like, baby, men use you for anything. Absolutely. If he's if he a user, he's going to use you for your compliment. He's going to use you to look at somebody. He's going to use you for your body heat. Like, yeah. if a man <laughs> is... Body for heat real, if a man for is, some warmth. For okay. Some, if a man uses people, if yeah. that's his bag, he's going to find a way to use you. Whatever that is. But I can I you. ask, though, like, for men, do do men have the experience or guys' experience of saying, I want to reset... Let me pause. Okay. That's a good question. 
So I so okay. So circling back a little bit. <laughs> so last year, I, last year for the first time in my life, I'm talking like since I started having sex, I never. I just been going crazy for years. We talking over a decade, right? <laughs> last year, I went eight months. That is. That's a lot. Insane for somebody like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, I'm being dead serious. It changed my entire outlook on dating. For the better? Because most men don't understand you only dating that woman for sex. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you only... Half of these... I, I could even talk to the majority of my homies' relationships. They just need somebody to fuck on. Damn. They need somebody to have sex with that they... That's consistent. That they don't that's feel there. like we'll backdoor them. That's yeah. really all it Reliable is. Reliable pussy. And if you if, if you got a little bit of se- uh, sexual discipline, you will go a lot farther in your goals. Absolutely. Uh, you know, some of these women you got around, you probably had better uh, mothers of y'all children. Mm. A lot of different things. So for me, I, I just kind of refuse to settle. And, and my thing is, like, you know, whether that's putting more uh, attention towards my, my educational mm-hmm. goals, professional goals, that's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. Because... You know, you take sex off the table like a, you know, a lot of these women's personalities not that great. You know, a lot of these women are not taking taking. Uh, I think it definitely seriously. goes both ways. But that's what I'm saying. It does yeah. go, but that's why I feel like it needs to be a conversation for both celibacy. I think men almost need it more. Absolutely, yeah. women. Because men getting a lot of gems. I mean, look at all these yeah. athletes and all, like you just got to be able to hack a trolley or dick because yep. that's where the majority of our problems come from. For unfortunately. Real. All right. So now our next segment, um, we asked you guys to write down a question, and we picked one question. And the question says, "Do y'all think we will ever get to the point where monogamy is dead?" As society progresses and people continue to explore their true wants and desires for a partnership. And it kind of relates to what we're just talking about. Facts. So, what do you got? Do you think monogamy is just gonna be? It's gonna be over? And no. Just gonna, okay. Do tell no. why? Because um, women are here. Um, um, yeah. Which is really Not the biggest part of it. Yeah. I mean, I do know men who actually enjoy monogamy also, mm-hmm. or pretty much um, are pretty pretty vocal about being monogamous or just saying that it's easier you know it like you said it helps them to focus Mm -hmm. they have friends or whatever who may be doing whatever but for them personally like it'd be too much to just kind of deal with one to deal with more than one person and i think that just living in the world now everybody is different unless i I can't see the entire world just deciding that they all kind of want to fuck on each other Mm -hmm. it's kind of nasty you just get too messy like the like Creating that type of open pool. And then also I think a lot of our society are like, mostly in our generation, like we're selfish. Like a lot of people don't want to openly share Uh or just be made aware that, oh, you're my man, but you're her man too. Like, I don't know what some walker or whoever said that stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That says the right thing. Like, no, like a lot of people are not okay with just knowing that they're sharing someone. So I, I personally can't see that ever happening. I do think that maybe put like, it will get to a point where maybe it's like 50-50 because I do feel myself coming across a lot of more people who are open to it, but I just can't see, like, it coming to a point where everyone it is open, to, open it. to it. Okay. Well, do you have something to take, Evan? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I don't think it'll ever happen. Honestly, I don't think it'll ever happen. Like, I'll piggyback off of what she said. Like, just, like, people are selfish. Like, I'm not going to want my girl with some. Like, it's, just not, it's not happening. 
And I feel like also like religion and faith. I feel like mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not going nowhere, to be honest. So like nice. everyone's religion and faith, like I know for me, like I want to get married one day. I want to settle down, you know, like it's just, it's embedded in a lot of us, you know. A lot of us grew up in the church or whatever, wherever you grew up in, you grew up somewhere that you, some of the people believed in something. So I don't think that's going to just evaporate out of nowhere. It just, everybody just mess on everybody. It just, it can't, it can't just. It's not going to go. That quickly. Right. All right. Dummy. I would say that there are some religions and faiths that do encourage outside Polygamy. of monogamy. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting because it's like, it's not separate. Some people, that would drive them more to it than anything else that religion would. I mm. feel like it's possible. Like, we feel like maybe no, but, like, the people under us, the generation under us, and the generation under them might feel a little bit differently Facts. and know how the world changes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you for answering those questions. You have but I've never really seen a polygamous relationship that really, yeah, thrives or works. Like, And I grew up in, like, a, re- in a religion that pretty much promotes or supports Polygamy. polygamy like my grandfather had multiple wives and it was crazy it was crazy like mm-hmm. i grew up in a mosque where pretty much every man had multiple wives and i the family dynamic now is horrible like siblings hate each other why all the wives hate each other like it doesn't make sense to, it did it didn't make sense to me even though the religion supports it i knew that that wasn't something that I was going to grow up to. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't going to have or marry a man who wanted multiple wives, even though my granddaddy had multiple wives. And I was happy that my mama was like that, too, because I wouldn't want to grow up. Like, I wouldn't want to have a dad who had multiple. I don't. I, didn't, I wouldn't want that. And that's just for me just seeing, like, the division that it caused within the home. Yeah. Okay. I've never really seen it happen where it kind of brought the entire family together because I feel like that's, like, the, the thing that they go with. Like, oh, it's a community. Like, it takes, like, a village mm-hmm. or something. Like, okay, you can have a village without having two or three moms. Like, where's the grandmother? Where's the aunts? Like, yeah. a lot of a lot of the, those roles are missing now within, like, our community. Like, oh, sorry, y'all. No, go that's ahead. <laughs> Last comment. Last comment. Do you have something to say, Hazan? Yeah, I'm just going to say, like, we all just need to stop the cap because... With everything, like, we're evolving as humans, like, with the Me Too movement, the LGBT, everybody wants, like, freedom or rights, you Mm -hmm. know, so why can't this, like, it's already happening, like, you see, like, NBA players, like, dating, like, two girlfriends, you know, having two two girlfriends there, so why, why wouldn't marriage get to that point? Like, some people find this to be normal. That's something, that's definitely something to think about. Thank you all for your input. So, we got to wrap things up. And um, you have some final words to say before we end the show? Um, well, I will end with my words or phrase of the week. Um, and my phrase of the week is just keep swimming from, you know, Fonda Nemo. And, you know, with this being our third year anniversary, I think that was the mantra. We just tried to keep it going. Like, no matter what's going on, however life is happening, just keep going, you all, towards whatever your goals and dreams are. They're going to be rocky, but just keep going. You never know what's on the other side. So that's a little bit of motivation to everybody. And our final quote for this episode, it says, success is no accident. It's not by luck. It is... With hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you're doing. So we see this as a successful podcast, a successful episode, and we thank you all for coming. We appreciate y'all. 
Y'all make sure you share this episode with your friend, your mama, your grandma, everybody. Let people know about Cross X Culture Podcast, okay? We hope to see y'all next year, bigger and better. We love you guys. And this is Cross Culture.